The One Micronesia Podcast is brought to you by Docomo Pacific. Better together. Hot for day, guys, and we're back with another episode of the One Micronesia Podcast. And in this one, man, I am happy. I had him on the podcast a couple episodes back. You know, we 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 had him on with Matt, and we talked about a really amazing uh, run that they did. Run, walk. I mean, talk about walking the whole island of Guam. This guys, they did it. But we didn't really go into uh, depth of what we. I kind of wanted to to talk with him today. So I was like, you know, it's. At one point in time, I would really want to get this guy back on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, with me on the podcast today, the one, the only representing Marianas and Micronesia, Frank the Crank Camacho is on my show today. I know I didn't do it. I didn't do it like Bruce Buffer does it, bro, but I tried. But welcome to the show, bro. Hey, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Watch out, dude. You might be the, the next PXC announcer. Watch out, Chris. Watch out, Chris. <laughs> but bro thank you so much man i know we we talked we hung out and we talked uh you know you know off you know off camera just you know just the boys chilling and we, we kind of got into some of the 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 talks about you know micronesia and the marianas and and stuff like that so you know i've always wanted to, to have that talk with you just really didn't have the time you were always busy you were always flying out and stuff so i think you know today and this was just like a blessing to have to really have you on here get a get, get a one-on-one with you and the people also as well to really get to know you so again uh, i'm excited for what's uh, what's to come thank you man appreciate it a huge fan of the show Oh, thank you. Thank you, Frank. So, I mean, let's, let's start it off. Uh, every time I do start off the show, I have guests on. I just want people to, to get to know them before we get into depth into a different topic or issue. But so for, for you, you know, obviously people know you, Frank the Crank, UFC fighter representing the Marianas and Micronesia. But, you know, let's go back in time. I think people should know that. I think people should always have the, at least a backstory of who you are and how it all started for you. So let's start there. Um, how did it all start for you? Yeah, so I guess let me, let me just, I guess there's a quick intro, you know, man, Frank, Frank the Crank Camacho. Uh, been, uh, I am 32 years young now and been fighting since and training mixed martial arts since the age of 14, 15. Uh, you know, I like to say born on Guam, raised in Saipan, but home to me is the Marianas, you know, and, and even more so now as I, as I grow and I, and I, and I, you know, just learn more about our region, man, home to me is Micronesia. If you really think about it, you know what I mean? So, uh, <clears throat> it all started. So growing up, I never, never really played any physical sports, um, played golf since the age of five. And I was playing it religiously at the age of like seven with that, you know, I was your heavyset kid. And I was going into high school. I was like, man, I need, you know, like, I, I came from a very small to a big, a big high school. Man, you don't want to meet new people, new friends, and meet new chicks, you know what I mean? I was like, yo, I need, to, I need to get in shape, you know? But there was no way that I was going to go running. Like, I hated running. I was like, man, why am I going to go out there and just freaking, like, where am I going to run to this point and back? Like, dude, that's, that's dumb. You know, that, that was my mentality back then. And... Uh, I had a friend who was doing NHB at the time. This is what 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 MMA was called back in the back in the day. It was called NHB, and I was like, "Whoa, this is kind of cool." At the time, uh, I think they just had a friend in Tinian, and you know that was the talk of the town, right? This was pre Facebook, pre social media time, so everyone was talking about it. So all I just remember hearing 
all the toughest guys from Saipan got decked by all the toughest by all the guys from Guam. And I was like, whoa. They was like, yeah, these yeah, but these guys from Guam, they just took all them down, they got on top and just pounded them, you know? But they and none of the guys, you know, so this is like, oh man, our superheroes are just like freaking like were wrecked, you know what I mean? So, but but there were these guys, but but I knew that they were teaching this thing at, at this gym. It was it wasn't even called trench tech yet, you know. Uh, so but my friend, it was like the secret society, you know what I mean? It was like, oh man, I know that dude, I know these guys, these guys are like a fight club, whatever. So I, I wrote with him, you know, uh, and I, I was just so interested. I wanted to see, right? I was, I was, a, I was a Bruce Lee fan. I was a I, I, I knew what the UFC was because I remember seeing the VHSs, you know, the VHS of, of the guy holding the right, globe. The, the globe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the globe, you know what I mean? And I remember just seeing them at the VHS stores, you know, or at, at the video stores. So I'll be like, okay, I, I know I, I know this concept, you know what I mean? I went into the gym, it was like a big warehouse and it was a boat warehouse. It was like they, they, were, they were fixing boats, you know? And you, you walk in, you know, you smell, it smells like fiberglass, smell like oil, and you're just, what the <laughs> heck? And you go inside, and you go inside, and it was Cookie Alvarez's gym. So I, I just remember I went in, and then we're just doing all these jujitsu rolls. You know, I've never done this stuff before, you know? I was like, oh, man, I thought we were going to go punch each other, you know what I mean? Like, no, they were, we were like, it was, it was like, you, you, I, immediately the camaraderie with, like, the guys, you know what I mean? Fight gym, and guys were getting ready for fights, but they were learning you know what i mean they were hungry to learn and it was like i was like it was cool it was cool i just remember being so freaking exhausted and tired i I, after we we all sparred and i want to go tomorrow you know how the heck did like man my arm was gonna break like this when i I said tap and i tapped and then how do i stop that you know like oh man i was getting choked how do i stop that you know i was the the wheels were spinning and i was just so intrigued by the art Mm-hmm. on different days it was different martial arts right so one day it would be boxing one day it would be kickboxing one day it would be wrestling one day it would be grappling you know so i was just learning all these different things at once and i was just like coming every day every day every day and then i finally i was finally getting better you know a few months in six months in i think is when it was like oh i started to catch the guy the guys you know like mm-hmm. oh okay all right oh i tapped you out okay okay you know eight months in and then, you know, long story short, mm-hmm. cooking through a show uh, called Trench Wars. And we, uh, long story short, I fought this guy. Um, cookie set up the fight. Bernie, the shadow of death. Nah. You know, I was Whoa. like, good God, this is my <laughs> first fight. And I'm fighting the shadow of Cookie was just notorious for making really cool uh, freaking fight names. You know, He gave me my fight name. I never wanted a fight name. And, uh. Yeah, so I fought, I fought Bernie. I just remember walking in. It was, we fought in the very same warehouse. You know, they just welded a fence together. It wasn't even like, uh, yeah. I, and then I just remember it was 400 people, hot as hell, dude. It was so hot. And I was, the, I was like, well, the last fight. And I just remember walking. I was like, man, what am I doing, dude? This is freaking wild. You know, like, you know, growing up, I was never really a confrontational kid. You know, I never got in, to this day, I've never got into a street fight. And, uh, you know, you never really, you never pick fights on the golf course. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I went in there, man, we threw exchanges, got into the freaking, your typical Chamorro headlock, you know, I got into a Chamorro headlock. He was freaking headlocking me. And then I grabbed his leg. I picked him up and I slammed him and I won via 
KO via slam. Wow. And I just remember looking, I just, re- I just remember after that, I was yelling and I was doing, you know, not my typical self, right? But whatever was just coming out, you know? And I was just like, dude, that was freaking cool. I'm going to do this stuff, man. This is dope. So that was kind of the start of it. That you started in trench wars and you, you did, you know, some fights along the way. And then you moved up to, to I guess, the next level in our region in the Pacific, which is PXC. And I, I remember the I remember the feeling of wanting to fight. You know, that was the goal, you know, like, man, I want to make it to the PXC. I want to make it to the PXC. Like, I, dude, the field house, man, I got to fight in the field house, you know, because growing up, like I would watch the Furies. I would watch the PXCs in the field house, you know, man, the. The Big Johns fought there. The Terrence Affleckwees fought there. The the Steve Robertos fought there. You know, like all these guys from off island. You know what I mean? We're fighting at the field house, and that's where I wanted to be. You know, so like I just I just kept training, kept fighting, and I fought I fought at the field house at nine and zero. You know, nine wins and zero losses at my record. Wow. So it took me nine fights. You know what I mean to get get to the get to the PAC, and then also too it was difficult because I was underage. I was I was I wasn't eighteen. I got the call to fight Luigi Fioravanti from American Top Team. Um, Ken Ken actually called me up. Hey, crank man, uh, we got this guy, man. You you want to take a fight on Guam? And I was like, hell yeah, dude. Who? Luigi Fioravanti. You know, I was like, oh snap! I totally know this guy. You know, he was playing with he was training with like Thiago Alves and. Uh, all all the American top team guys uh, like doing some research on him, and I was like, "Yo, this guy just—he's a five-time UFC vet at the time, mm-hmm. and he just beat the former middleweight champion of the UFC, Dave Manet, and then he just fought—he uh, just fought and lost a decision to Chris Lieben, you know. So I'm just like, "Holy cow, dude! I'm gonna fight this guy," and I'm just like, "From this kid from Saipan, you know, I just freaking finished my senior exams, you know." I just finished my senior exams and I'm going to get hurt. What am I doing? And then I just remember right before I walked out, I was like, you know what? F this dude. I am going to go balls to the wall. You you know what I mean? Like you're going to have to, like, I'm just going to have to freaking give it everything I got. You know, I went in there, dude, overhand rights, left hooks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just throwing big shots, big shots, and I was tagging. We were exchanging. And then he eventually started taking me down, started taking mm-hmm. me down. And uh, uh, I haven't seen the fight, but I, I I would like to think that it was pretty competitive. You know, in the first round, man, he was taking me down. He was, he was trying to avoid my, 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 big, my big strikes. And then went into the second round, and I was like, whoa, dude, we got this guy, man. I just got to hit him right, you know? Second round comes while well, we're exchanging again. He he was going for the takedowns and then he uh, he threw an elbow and cut me. Uh, and it was a doctor stoppage. The doctor oh, had to stop it. Oh wow! So he wanted me a doctor stoppage. You know what I mean? And I, I just remember going to GMH, getting stitched up, and then flying back home. This is this is this is where this is this is the life changing po- uh, point in my career. It was I I I arrived back in Saipan. Uh, I live right by the airport. So my my dad picked me up in the truck, you know. I threw my bag in the back. I jumped in the back of the truck, you know, and I just got in the back of the truck with the stitches in my swollen eye. We're driving through the village. It was like 5 o'clock p.m. And just driving through the village, you know, you see the, the dogs. You see the freaking people outside, you know what I mean? And I was just like, yo, I just 
gave a, a five-time UFC vet a run for his money, you know? Mm-hmm. And he took this truck freaking heading home in Dandan in Saipan. You know what I mean? Like, I'm riding in the back of the truck. You know, I'm, a, I'm an island boy, you know? Like, I can do this shit. You know what I mean? That's when I realized that, yo, I can I can really do something with this. And that was a, even though it was a loss, you know, the way, I guess maybe the way I, I lost was kind of like, whoa, like, you know, there's one thing if you just knocked me out in the first 10 seconds, I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe I need a question. I need to think about this freaking thing, you know? But man, I, I was, I was, I was very competitive in the fight, you know, arguably could have been winning the fight. I was like, yo, I can do this. And that was the pivotal point to where I knew I was going to dedicate my life to this thing. So we'll be back with Frank the Crank Camacho to talk about that part of his life. Guys, you're watching the One Micronesia podcast being brought to you by Docomo Pacific Better Together. Gets better with more. Customize and save with the fastest internet speeds in the Marianas by adding mobile, phone, and TV to your bundle with Business Bundles Plus. Docomo Pacific Business. Work better together. For the different beats of your life, we're here to keep you connected the way you want it. Plans made for you by you. Build your own bundle with Link. Select the internet, entertainment, mobile, and home phone plans that fit your lifestyle. Pay for what you want, not for what you don't. Build your own bundle and save with Link. Hot for day, Mogasin, and we're back with the One Micronesia podcast. We're brought to you by Docomo Pacific, Better Together. And again, we're still here with the one, the only representing Marianas and Micronesia in the biggest, the highest level of uh, MMA there is, the UFC. Frank the Crank Camacho here with me uh, to talk about more of how he, his life. He, we started with, uh, with talking about how he first, you know, went from golfing to a warehouse where he didn't know what was happening, but he was like, yo, that looks cool. I want to try it out. And how he went from there to winning his first fight, first MMA fight pretty much in Saipan, and then moving on, and he told us a story all the way to leading up to a point where it was a, a, a pretty much a life-changing moment for him. And then now we're going to get back into it to kind of uh, talk about his last couple years and fights in the uh, the PXC before we head into the UFC. So, Frank, thank you so much, my brother, for hanging around, man. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, we're, we're back. <laughs> we're back. So, Frank, let's talk about it. The, let's, let's start with the last couple fights in the PXC before the transition. Um, yeah, so... I, I, after my Luigi Fervanti fight, you know, I knew I, I, I wanted to pursue it. So I, long story short, I, I found a gym in the States and instead of pursuing this golf career and, and school, I was like, you know what? I told my parents, I was like, man, mom and dad, like if I go to college, I'm really just going to skip out on class and find a gym. You know what I mean? So that's just me being brutally honest, you know, that's where I was at. And that, so I moved out to the States. I, I found a gym and I lived out there for six years, you know, and, and I didn't fight for six years. I really worked on building my skill set in jujitsu and boxing, and kickboxing, wrestling and judo. I, I came back home and the reason and I came back home and I wanted to I knew that the UFC was having show like seven to eight shows a year in the Asia region. PXC was a very prominent show in our region. 
And I didn't want to fight stateside because I I knew it was a very saturated kind of market. So many fighters or so many whatever. So I was like, you know what? Let me build my name back home with with uh, with the name of PXC. Came back home and I started fighting. And I was uh, I was fighting the who's who of Asian MMA, Korea, like Korean top team, you name it, you know. And I was able to build my record and and uh, just kind of stay ready to, you know, I had some really good wins. I had some tough losses, but I just kept win- building my record, getting my reps in, getting my reps in. And then next thing you know, uh, I fought in Saipan, had a, an epic fight. Uh, I fought fight. And then two weeks later, there was a UFC Singapore and someone got injured and they needed someone and they needed someone from the region to fill in the spot. I was there. You know what I mean? You know, so, uh, I, I was there. They, they gave me a call through my management team. You know, shout out to Iridium Sports Agency and Jason House. They gave me the call and I took the fight in two weeks notice. And next thing you know, I was on a plane to Singapore to make my UFC debut. So check this out, man. I was I, I was 28 years old, I think, 28. I already had a kid. And I just got married. And I was really at this point where I've been chasing this dream for 14 years. I was about to throw in the towel, bro. I was gonna about to quit. I mean, I was like, man, what am I doing, man? I need to, I got a kid, you know, like I'm still doing this fighter, I mean, this, this whole fighting lifestyle. Like I got a wife, like, and this thing is, you know, the, 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 the glory of it is not really, you know, there's no real, there's no real, like, it's a tough life, bro. Like you're fighting not only in the cage, but you're fighting in life and, uh, we got the call finally, you know what I mean? Finally, 14 years, dude, 14 years of, 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 of chasing this thing. You know what I mean? Um, and it was, bro, it was great, you know, and it was in Singapore, you know what I mean? UFC Singapore. So like, I was just like, oh, okay, everything was just so fast. We, 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 we got, I got my medicals done, you know? So I, I took the fight in 10 days notice. Wow. It was a last minute call. Yeah. Uh, medicals done, had to get, uh, uh, freaking get my cornerman, send my sizing, book my flights. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm landing in Singapore. We're at the Marina Bay Sands. We're like, Oh, what the heck? Holy cow. UFC fighters there walking through it, you know? So it happened so fast, but at the same time I was, I was so, I I've been so prepared for that moment because for 14 years I've been drilling in my head exactly the things that i wanted to say like oh man if i was here oh man if i was walking down oh before i get into the octagon i would do this you know so like i had everything orchestrated in my head so but when it actually came to be it was like wow the ufc has always been the the goal but then when i got into the ufc it's like whoa we're here whoa this is just the beginning again you know this is just the beginning. I'm still an infant in this game, even though I think I made it to the pinnacle, you know? So I still feel like an infant and I'm still learning. It's crazy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Frank the Crank Camacho, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to get into depth into something that me and Frank have talked about for a long time. And we kind of wanted to just chop it down here on the podcast. I kind of really get into detail. Uh, it, it's, it's the love for Marianas and Micronesia. That is on the way right here on the One Micronesia podcast. We'll be right back.
gets better with more. Customize and save with the fastest internet speeds in the Marianas by adding mobile, phone, and TV to your bundle with Business Bundles Plus. Docomo Pacific Business. Work better together. For the different beats of your life, we're here to keep you connected the way you want it. Plans made for you, by you. Build your own bundle with Link. Select the internet, entertainment, mobile, and home phone plans that fit your lifestyle. Pay for what you want, not for what you don't. Build your own bundle and save with Link. Hafidei, Mogesin, and we're back. It's the One Micronesia Podcast. We brought to you by Docomo Pacific. Better together. All right, let's chop it up. I mean, wow. So far, man, the the the, the story. You know, some of it I, I never knew. He talked about some of, of how it all started for him. And, and I, 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 I got that through some interviews, but I never knew that it was a warehouse where they build boats, you know, where it all started for him or or the fact that he played golf before he got into MMA. I didn't know that that could be a trivia down the line. You know, I, I Frank the crank trivia. That would be something to throw out there for people to know that, you know, not every fighter has to just start like a Spartan, like straight into like, ah, yeah. you know. Some of us, some of us, and some fighters, you know, uh, start with doing something they love and then transition. And I think that's that was wh- how it happened for Frank the Crank. So we, we heard that part. We heard how it went for him. His first win in MMA. His transition to PXC. His transition to the UFC. We learned, you know, his story as he uh, cru- as he's cruising through his career, which is still pretty much alive. Uh, today so uh we're back here with frank the crank camacho uh brother thank you again for for sticking around and just talking bro i i, I love it it's been interesting ram conversations bro i love it dude i love it so you know frank i i made this this part of it to just be about the one and one the thing that we've always talked about and it's about Medianus and micronesia and you uh, you're out there and you're representing both and you're representing a region that we talked about earlier in the before we went into break about your your uh, regions that not a lot of people know. But now people are starting to to research about it because they see you take the octagon. Uh, Bruce Buffer calls out representing Guam and the Medianas. People are like, where is this? And start hitting the search engines. And now people are starting to realize where on earth we are and who we are as people. And the different cultures that, that, that come out of the region. So, bro, let, let's talk about that. Medianus, Micronesia, what does it mean to you? You know, so I've, I am who I am because of the Marianas. You know, I am who I am because of Micronesia, you know, and, and everyone that, that I grew up, uh, that I grew up with, you know, from this whole region, you know. So it is, uh, it holds, it's very special to me. And, um, uh, you know, like, yeah, I, I, like I mentioned before, like, just, uh, I just can't wait to, to, to really show the world where, where we come from, you know, uh, I, I owe it to myself and I owe it to my family to continue to, uh, the outer islands of Micronesia. You know, I, I, all I really know about is, 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 uh, you know, from, from the people that live here, you know what I mean? All the, all the, the stories and and the of of like of like Chuk of Palau of like all you know of uh you know all of FSM like like all just from my experiences from the people that I met here, 
and I would love to just go and, and continue to like just learn more about our, our 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 island group and our community. You know, like so intriguing. It's like uh, man, really the the really the, the the best places of the world. So, uh, yeah, man, I just I'm just so fascinated, just so fascinated by it. You know, it's it's amazing to to see how and and I think I think your spirit too says a whole lot of uh, of Micronesia and the Marianas. You know, you have that spirit with you every time you enter the octagon, either if it's a W or a loss, you always still have that smile and that com- camaraderie and just like, just shake hands after the fight. I think you have that in you. It's not like other fighters when they're done, they're just like talking smack and talking about another fight, a rematch. You know, for you, it's all, you know, smiles and just, you know, fist bumps and, you know, you know, good job, good fight. And I think you, you're always about that vibe. And, and I think, you know, that that also um, tells the people of how you were brought up and where you were brought up from in more region. And you, you take it with you all the way into the octagon. Yeah. Man, it's kind of tough. It's kind of hard. You know, I always think about it like, how do I how do I become? It's so hard to be disrespectful and Mr. Tough Guy. You know, when you're when I'm looking out this window and I'm seeing a freaking epic sunset every day, you know, like like, you know, people say what is the saying, you know, uh, life is not always uh, uh, sunsets and rainbows, you know, or sunshine and rainbows, but actually here it is that I see it every day here, <laughs> you know, life, life here is really sunshines and rainbows, you know, so there's, there's no room in my heart, you know, or in our spirit to have, you know, disrespect and all this and that. So I'm a big, you know, I'm a big believer, you know, now that as a, that I'm a father, I, I try my best to, uh, uh, I feel like my boys and, you know, and my daughter that they'll be growing here. She's only four months, but my boys really learn by example. So I think that's the best way to, to lead and the best way to, to teach them. You know what I mean? And I'm just so blessed that, that the Marianas and Micronesia and my parents and my family have, have uh, molded me to be the way that I am, you know? And, and really it's just not only my family, but also the environment of this place and this land it's very special and it's very powerful. Guys, we're going to take a break right now. And we'll be back to pretty much close things off with Frank the Crank here. You're watching the One Micronesia, Micronesia podcast being brought to you by Docomo Pacific. Better together. Gets better with more. Customize and save with the fastest internet speeds in the Marianas by adding mobile, phone, and TV to your bundle with Business Bundles Plus. Docomo Pacific Business. Work better together. For the different beats of your life, we're here to keep you connected the way you want it. Plans made for you by you. Build your own bundle with Link. Select the internet, entertainment, mobile, and home phone plans that fit your lifestyle. Pay for what you want, not for what you don't. Build your own bundle and save with Link. Hafede and Mogasin, and welcome back to the One Micronesia podcast. We brought to you by Docomo Pacific, Better Together. And we're back here for the last part with one, the only, it's the UFC's very own representing Marianas and the region of Micronesia, Frank the Crank Camacho. 
Frank, bro, man, it's so sad to, to get to this part of the podcast because I always enjoy it until this part, but it always has to happen with, with due to time constraints. But Frank, again, thank you so much, bro, for sticking around and just chit-chatting. Dude, thank you for having me. Super stoked. Huge fan of the show. And I, I am looking forward to, um, you know, more positive and great stories uh, to be catching on One Micronesia. So, dude, really stoked, man. Thank you for having me. And, and thank you to all the listeners, to all the fans. And, um, you know, may we all just continue to, you know, live the, the island dream, the island spirit, and, and just kind of make this place, uh, you know, just a little better every day. Amen. Frank the Crank, ladies and gentlemen. So, Frank, uh, before you let us go, let us know where people can go follow you, follow your journey and stuff like that. Check me out. If you're on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, you can catch some of my vlogs on YouTube, frankthecrank.com. Uh, I have a TikTok. I don't dance, but I just I have a TikTok. Maybe Vic can be a, a, a freaking <laughs> guest dancer, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just you know, man. Please, please, if you have any questions or just want to tune in or just even say what's up, you know, I, I, I'm pretty good at responding to messages. So yeah, just hit me up anytime. And uh, Vic, thank you so much, man, for having me. And and you know, what better way to close it with uh, such with the, with a great saying, you know, Docomo Pacific, really better together. Of course. And you know, like I said, Frank, thank you so much, my bro. And bro, we are behind you. Like I, I told you, like, I know you already know this. Marianas is behind you, but the whole region of Micronesia, like there has to be one. Uh, you know, my cousins ask about you and I'm like, they're like, yo, how how do you know this guy? And I'm like, uh, he's Frank, you know, before, you know, he's as a fighter. Yes, but also as a, a, a proud Micronesian, I know him, you know. I just know him by heart and he's such a really cool down to earth guy. And they're like, you sure, bro. He looks like you like get down and fight. I'm like, no, it's not, it's not Frank. The crank <laughs> guys, Frank, the crank is the guy that will help you move something from, uh, will definitely help you move, uh, groceries from the store to your car. That's the type of person he is, you know? So he's, he's as Islander as you guys are. So, uh, you know, definitely. And like you said, hit him up, man. If you guys have any questions, you know, uh, future MMA fighters from the region of, uh, of Micronesia, I know there'll be, young um i think there's a time to ask this question so frank for for those micronesians watching you right now and it doesn't matter where they're from 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 saipan from guam from palau all the way from the marshals from chuk from pompey from kashrai from yap and they want to get into the sport but you know how crazy it is back home what message would you have for these young individuals i i highly recommend uh finding a gym Finding an, a, a, a reputable academy, a professional academy, and and doing what you need to do to find a gym. You know, I get these messages all the time. How do I get into the UFC? It's like, yo, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of work. But it really comes to finding a good academy with a, a, a good coach and good guidance with great teammates and and just clocking in every day as much as you can and just get those reps in. But find a really good gym and continue to, uh, to, to grow and get your reps in. Frank, man, bro. Thank you so much again for, for taking the time. And, and that pretty much closes things off. Frank, thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. One Micronesia. All right. There you have it, guys. That pretty much wraps up another episode of the One Micronesia podcast brought to you by Docomo Pacific. Better together. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. The One Micronesia Podcast is brought to you by Docomo Pacific. Better together.